Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. It is week 13, Possum Nation. Week 12 was a bummer for star players, and a lot of us aren't very happy this week, but hopefully you made it out on top. Playoffs for a lot of leagues start this week, and we are here to offer advice for the playoff run. Josh has the watch put together. We will cover the news of the week, and I have some daily plays to put some money in your pocket. So stick around for part two of the podcast where we cover this week's games in detail. Follow us at Offensive Points. Follow the crew at Semi-Pro Fantasy. Get on our live chat Sunday mornings for Start Sit Advice on our YouTube channel, IDP Army. Follow Josh at Josh Hall. Follow Billy at Ombre Vendor. And follow myself at OP Economist. Josh, Billy, what's up, boys? Well, I, as you were talking about the somberness of the Sunday, um, I did not cover the spread on Thanksgiving, but thanks, Thanksgiving spread covered me. So it sounds sexual, but... That's how Spread I all over you. Spread all over me. Billy, what's up? Man? Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a tough weekend for some teams. Um, I think a lot of people weren't really paying attention to what happened this weekend. I'm not going to lie. Um, in one league, I dropped uh, Christian McCaffrey this morning, <laughs> and somebody asked or texted me and said, "Hey, did you mean to do that?" And I was like, "Yeah, he's out for the season." And they're like, "Oh, oh, my bad. I thought you made a mistake." I was like, oh, okay, so we're at that part in the season. Gotcha. <laughs> at least you got someone cool enough to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. At least somebody's yeah. looking out for me. Um, yeah, good good weekend of games, though, I thought, you know. Games were good. The games Fantasy were good. scoring was dog some, shit. Yeah. Some, some good, some bad. But, you know, we'll definitely get into more of the bad when we get to the one-minute recaps. Joe, maybe you could, you know. You finally no, get to still, celebrate something. It's it's still pretty bad, though. I mean, it's still sad. Yeah. All right. Well, you all want to get into some news? Oh, yeah. it's a little news. I mean, right. sad. Let's do news. some news. Yeah, we're gonna start. We're gonna start with a little. Uh, this is our intro for the news. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. And Simon and Garfunkel are going to just lead us into this week's depressing news. Um, as so I much darkness. alluded earlier, Christian McCaffrey out for the season. Um, kind of a injury plague season, and they kind of finally, you know, finally bit it. Kind of an injury plagued multiple seasons. Yeah, little 
I think he's played 10 games in the last say the least. 33 or something like that. It was I crazy. saw a poll come up okay. on a Bleacher Report. Where are you drafting Christian McCaffrey next year? I said second round. See, I, I think I you still have to same. treat him like a top five running back, though. No. Like, that's no, the his problem. Price, his price will be up in the first next year. But... It will be, but it will not be me taking him. That's for sure. No, I'm going to have him one more year in our league, but I'm not really excited about it. But I also am not excited about Kamara or anyone like that. So, I mean, Kamara's kind of the same boat. I mean, he's injury-plagued season, hasn't even looked explosive. I mean, just a lot of... Well, that offense has been terrible. Yeah. Um, but when McCaffrey's out there, he's definitely electric. It's kind of like the Saquon Barkley problem as well. When Barkley's out there, he looks pretty good. But when, you know, he has to take three or four weeks off, can't really help when you're on the sideline. Um, just reminds me of that one guy that made that crazy video where he said uh, that like Saquon Barkley was droppable and all these other players because the best ability is availability. And it's just, you know, it's hard to play fantasy football that way. Um, all right. Well, let's get on to the next one real quick. Uh, Dalvin Cook, torn labrum out until at least week 15, if not just saving him for the playoffs, if they even make it. So he's for sure out until week 15. Uh, Alexander Mattinson looks like he steps in, but I think we got a couple other names that we're looking at, or at least one more name that we're looking at in that backfield. What do we think about uh, the Vikings? I think I think that's the one that hurt the team the least because obviously Cook's better, but Mattinson stepped in pretty well over the years whenever he in his absences. Obviously not as much later, uh, earlier, whatever, the end of uh, Cook's injury, but the swap there isn't as bad as, you know, McCaffrey going to Chubba Hubbard. So, I mean, it's still not good. I mean, it was a lot of teams though, for real. Yeah. I mean, I know a ton of leagues where, I mean, Alexander Madison was available, not this week, but before in a lot of leagues. And when Dalvin cook had his legal troubles, he was getting to eat. He was getting picked up everywhere. So the cook owner, if he didn't have him is definitely not getting Madison. So, um, it's true. It's Honestly, if you didn't already have Mattinson, Madison uh, stashed on your team as the cook owner, you're, you're you were you're behind. Like no, I, I, I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah, Joe's right though. The league, when the legal trouble stuff came out, that's when he I swooped him up in the league. Actually, I'm pretty happy about that. But I also keep losing other people. So I don't know. If I it's think any if, if there's one takeaway, and we'll get to DeAndre Swift in a second because I think he's a little bit different because Jamal Williams is kind of more established. But as far as when it goes to these two. When you're going into the season next year, I think we're going to have to have the conversation about drafting the handcuff a little earlier than you normally would because you do not want to get swooped for these guys off of waivers. When you're drafting them one, two, three, four in your drafts, you're really like your entire season could be crumbled in one week if you don't have the guy that's right behind them. Well, I think I, I agree with you there, but the, the problem isn't that people drafting them, it's them keeping them. Because throughout the year, all these running backs come in, like you can think of Khalil Herbert, Booker, these guys who just came in as backups that ended up taking over for the starting role for a few weeks. That's when all these guys got dropped. And some people's backups are better than others. Like obviously Madison can step right in. Uh, A.J. Dillon's been the perfect step in for Aaron Jones while he's been out and dealing with injuries. And then like Chuba Hubbard, like he had a couple good weeks, but honestly he was – an RB 20. Well, right. But you just got to take whoever the two is like Barkley, for example, take Booker, like just, you know, Booker shouldn't even be available when you have Montgomery. Maybe you didn't know. Cause you thought it was gonna be Damian Williams before the season. So you probably wouldn't have had Khalil Herbert. That's kind of, you know, 
that's kind of a crapshoot when that happened. But I mean, when these non-split backfields like Buffalo wouldn't work or like Tampa Bay, you're not going to get Fournette and Jones. Um, you probably could now, but absolutely could before the season, you wouldn't have been able to get both probably. No. Um, so I don't know. I think that's just something we got to keep in the back of our mind going into next season, because this season with injuries to the top six it's really tanked a lot of teams. If you didn't pull together a nice draft or you haven't really been killing it on waivers, your team's just not really going to do much um, with how far you could be behind. Well, it's like when I, that tweet I sent out the other day, um, you know, it's shocking how many people don't stash players randomly on their bench. So I see teams with two and three quarterbacks. I see teams with two and three tight ends, two defenses, two kickers, like drop one of those fucking backups so you're never going to use and just constantly churn like you know um i picked up kalen blage the other day just in case Najee were to go down i had Herb. i had herbert last week just for no reason yeah i mean you just pick up these random dudes and then if someone if there's an injury you immediately have a starting player but you've got all these people sitting there with kickers and quarterbacks that they don't need they're never going to start them so that was my advice was go out churn the back of your roster right there and pick up these backups so if you're doing that you'll land especially with all these injuries you're having this year i mean it's helped a lot i i I see so many teams that have like empty ir slots with their people out on their bench that's when you just pop them in the ir and i mean most people added ir slots because matthew berry told them to last year with covid so most leagues i'm in now i see that there's only one league i think that don't have them at all and I see people with outs in there and obviously like I missed one here and there. Like I, I didn't slide out Robinson in my IR last, last week. I didn't even think about it. I was, you know, it's Thanksgiving, but in general, like those are the times when you just slide them in the IR, pick up the backup or pick up whether or not they'll be good or not. Just pick someone up and you never know if there'll be an injury or, you know, that's just, that's just how you play fancy football. I mean, they usually right. don't hit. That's just kind of how it works, but and you know, fuck those leagues that don't have IR spots. Agreed. fucking childish i've got derrick henry and it's a week 17 playoffs uh, or championship so i don't just want to drop him because there is a small chance even though probably not likely but he's just burning a spot on my roster and it's, it's really really hurting me yeah i just you know it's one of those things i just feel like we should you know you got you got to take lessons from this season into next season and i think everybody if you're still listening at this point maybe you are going into the playoffs but in case you're just here for the ride you know little news, a little, little something to take into to the following seasons. All right, well, let's move on. One more inter- injury that I wanted to mention. There's a couple more in general, but Dan Arnold, the accountant, out for a month. <laughs> out of all the injuries. I just had to mention the accountant. Oh, poor, poor Dan Arnold. Poor Urban Meyer. Yeah. He is not interested in a college job. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, that's actually my next news topic is Cleef Kingsbury's agent wants everybody to know that he wants a new contract next year as he leveraged that shill Adam Schefter into mentioning that he is available for the Oklahoma job, knowing damn well he was never going to take that job. So thank you, Cliff Kingsbury's agent. We are proud that you were able to get Adam Schefter to put that tweet out. So Cliff Kingsbury has just absolute garbage seasons. And then his team finally comes together for one season. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're doing bad now, but they're not doing great anymore. It's like, 
you're riding on it, it almost reminds me of like a Pittsburgh Steelers last year where they had the 11 wins and it was just like yeah we're the best team in the league that would be like Mike Tomlin being like I want an extension because we're 11 and 0 and yeah. then like Mike Tomlin deserves an extension no oh, I completely agree I'm just saying in general though and like Cliff Kingsbury is going to get his extension like there's no like there's no worry of that in my opinion um unless they for some Unless they somehow the, didn't make the playoff, like but yeah, other than say, that, go in the Super Bowl and then you'll get paid, dog. Like exactly, don't, no, like, don't leverage I mean, the Oklahoma job. Like that's such dude, a weird. He's got play. a winning team. The team wins. The Bears, Matt Nagy does not win. Joe Judge does not win. Matt Rule does not win. You've got all these UM coaches. Pete Carroll's in that fucking place now, but they don't win. I mean, it's Kingsbury's got a team that will play for right. him and win. Should have beat Aaron Rodgers if AJ Green would have remembered what sport he was playing. And then he lost to Carolina and some fluky nonsense from Colt McCoy. No problem. They'll be fine. Um, all right. On to the last one that I got today is David Gettleman is unlikely to return as the GM in 2022. I think we kind of understood that ahead of time. But I felt as if we should mention it just because that means Joe Judge likely out the win uh, out the door as well. As he should be. As he should be. They didn't win. They didn't even win that game. They got gifted a, a victory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, they should was... be sending Jalen Rager, maybe Nelson know, Aguilar? Send, send a couple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Rager <laughs> this year. I was I had flashbacks for a second. Exactly. No. Uh yeah, that Rager pick has to haunt everyone that watches Justin Jefferson play football. Yeah. I don't want to get I don't want to get bogged down on you that. did it. I didn't even do this one. I wasn't saying I just don't want to get bogged down on it. I just wanted to mention it. We're not gonna talk about all these other dog shit injuries that happen. I mean, if you want to throw them out there, that's fine. You got, got Debo him. out, who's being replaced by Juwan Jennings. Um, if you're in a deep league, I guess that'll work. Swift, God knows what's going on with him. He's not gonna play this week. It it doesn't sound like so you got Jamal Williams coming in. You got Pat Fryermuth, who Really, I mean, for guys, I mean, the way tight end is right now, he was absolutely a starting tight end. He's in concussion protocol. You've got all this bullshit happening at the moment. It's just last week was shit. I, I can't get over that. So there's just all these injuries. Kamara, we still don't know about. It's bad. I don't He's like He's probably it. not playing, let's be honest. The limited work so far, and he plays on Thursday. It's a dangerous probably game. Not. Okay. I don't like well, it. Though. Let's get on to the one minute recaps. I think that is uh, we should should just get it over with. Um, I'll do mine first because I think we need to. I'm gonna clear out for Josh after I get done with mine. All right, Cleveland played on Sunday Night Football. They played the Ravens. Um, the defense was amazing. The pass rush was great. Uh, Joker is an amazing. Like if if uh, Parsons didn't exist for the Cowboys, I think the Joker has a case for Defensive Rookie of the Year. He was amazing. He shadowed Lamar the entire night, and he was keeping up with them step for step. Looked great. Um, the defense did their job. The offense, good God almighty, I don't understand how Case Keenum isn't better than Baker Mayfield at this point. But clearly he's not because Stefanski's already said that we're going to keep Baker in there. Why would we sit him? I don't know, Stefanski, maybe because you can't score a fucking touchdown. And why we're having Jarvis Landry throw passes. It's just like, what the hell? He's not a quarterback. Get this shit out of here. Um, going to the bye week needed that. Not sure it's going to help because Baker's still on death's bed and Cleveland. Sorry, this isn't the year year. Yeah. I, I would usually talk shit on Cleveland right now, but I don't, they I don't need wide anything, receivers but... too, man. Like I'm yeah. sorry. Even when Baker does somehow score to pass out downfield, if it's not in Joku or Landry, that ball's not getting caught. And that's, that's just, 
that's just the way it is. It's it's just like I can't believe that's where we're at right now. Well, I keep making uh, Rashad Higgins a thing. Yeah, like, healthy scratch by the way. Healthy oh, scratch nice. in that game. DPJ was out there, but he couldn't catch a damn thing because he's still yeah. hurt. Like, Baker it, just more and more is Monty Python the Black Knight, man. It's, yeah, it's merely oh, a flesh wound. It sucks that even when he makes plays, like the ball still ends up dropping to the ground. It's just like, damn it! Like, ah, uh, he's hurt and he shouldn't be out there. And even when he does make plays, the wide receivers don't help him. It just sucks. I'm actually impressed in Baker Mayfield's toughness. Um, yeah, hasn't looked good really. There's something I was about to say. There's something to be said for it, but at the same time, if you're not helping your team win, like. Is that well, I don't even think helpful. he's the problem they're losing though. Like you said, he's throwing the ball out there, but start catching them. So all right. Anyway, let's get... be... Oh, by the way, by the way, uh sorry, I had one more. Kareem Hunt's dad saying he doesn't want to be like Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad. Can we just have the dad stop fucking saying stuff on social media? It's getting out of hand. I, mean, I love it. Everybody's okay. dad's coming out of the woodwork. I do agree on on them with him though. <laughs> I don't know why. For one, I don't know why they were making Felton the thing in the first place. And maybe they put Felton in there this time because Hunt's you know not 100 percent yet. But why was Felton in on that one play that was the most important play of the game? Pretty much. I I have no idea. And Chubb was useless because they were stacking the box. I don't know. It's whatever. Anyway, yeah. on good on with the Josh. All right. So Eagles. Unfortunately, we did our, you know, coaches being fired last week, and I would like to include another honorable mention and put Nick Sirianni or really Howie Roseman for that matter in his GM, but whatever. I don't know what the hatred is for Miles Sanders, but when this game, when he's in the game, there's just, he just refused to give him the ball. So I know or assume that he got injured because there's no designation or nothing to say. So I'm, I'm not just going to be mad about it for a little while, but. Uh, beyond that, I'm not going to take that win away from the Giants. You know, it was a gift that we gave them. We had about 50 chances to win them. Uh, so Devontae Smith and Goddard had a total of seven targets of the 31, you know, the best two players. And then Nelson Aguilar led the team in targets, and we know how that turned out. And, yes, I know I'm saying Nelson Aguilar. Um, the Eagles just need to go out there and actually play on these easy wins instead of, you know, not playing. So the defense was good, I guess, but it doesn't really matter if you can't score points. True. Yeah. Anyone want to kick I, me down? Kick me? No, it's just yeah, the Eagles. Just oh, depressing. Wow. God damn. Super depressing, especially when you know anything out of that. I know. I can remember saying like a victory lap on fucking Hurts too. I was like, oh, he has one bad game, and suddenly, oh yeah, victory lap on Hurts. It's like, <laughs> I'm not saying it wasn't Hurts' fault because he played bad too, but I mean, there was there was much more wrong with that team than Hurts. The play calling the fucking the QB draw or QB option. I'm so tired of that play. It gets us six yards every time. Why not try to throw the ball downfield or, you know, just run. That's a good point. All right. So um, on Thanksgiving, I was so toasted all day, nice and drunk. Um, I don't remember a whole lot of the Bears game. I know we won. I remember seeing Andy Dalton out there throwing the ball around. I remember Moon Man. Moon Man to the moon. Dude looks good. Um, really it was, uh, I mean, we're the only team in the league that cannot run against the Detroit lions. Uh, that was pretty upsetting. Just a horrible game in general. We Roquan Smith got hurt in this game. We don't know if he's coming back for this week. Um, Nagy just prolonged the inevitable firing that he's going to get. So now we're going to wait till the end of the season and miss out on a bunch of good guys to uh, interview. Um, yeah, Hey, we won. And that's the first time on our one minute recaps I've been able to say that when you guys have lost or have losses. <laughs> but yeah, um, so. 
yeah, that's uh, that's really all I got. I just like how the that um, Ian Rappaport put out. He was like, "Oh, they needed a galvanizing win." I was like, "Does anybody get in that locker room and say, like, man, we are totally this? The season's saved. Yeah, I've been that. galvanized, sir. <laughs> Everything is yeah. perfect now." My favorite yep. thing about that game was the the coin flip. That was. Do you guys see that? I, oh no, I was yes, also Detroit. Yes. Detroit yes. won the coin flip and then deferred it to the Bears, and then the Bears tried to defer it back to the Lions. It's like, no, 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 you you take the ball. I don't want the ball. You you take. No, it. I don't I don't want play. That was that was uh, just such a Chicago mistake there. My favorite part of the game was the the news that came out afterwards that uh, Nagy was like, "Yeah, I was I was super excited to have that win," and I was like, "No shit, you're about to get fired." Yeah. <laughs> right, you have to. No. Yep. Yeah. Two okay. of our four wins have come against the winless Lions. So. Well, at least well, you guys weren't the first one to give up a, a win. No. I guess we'll move on to right, wrong, really. Week, the week 12 edition. I was um, right about Joe Mixon. I was about to say, Joe, you want, you want to kick us off? Yeah. Told you all to start Joe Mixon and daily. My man had a monster game and uh, really just fucked over anyone else on the uh, Bengals except for um, T. Higgins. But uh Yeah. No, makes him look good, and I was very right about that. So hopefully you guys had him in your lineup. I'm actually going to start with my wrong. I was going to propose that, but he jumped right in. So um, I was wrong about week 12. Um, Essentially wrong about everything in week 12. So I uh, usually get a pretty mixed bag, or I'm pretty spot on about most things at least. Um, And I'm just going to go ahead and eat my slice of humble pie after Thanksgiving. Um, and I'm gonna highlight a few of the things I was wrong about, which are a lot. So I was wrong about Russell Wilson having a good game. He did not. And it appears the Seahawks are pretty much packing it in for the rest of the season. So, uh, Billy wanted me to mention this one. I just couldn't do only this one. I was wrong about miles Gaskin. I thought miles Gaskin wouldn't have a good week. He did. Although both of his TDs were on wildcat plays. So, I mean, whatever, still wrong though. Uh, I was wrong about Cam Newton just completely. I thought this was the week he was going to set some records. And it was probably <laughs> just not good records. Uh, I don't, I don't think his stat line could have been worse. I, I saw it after the game and it was so fucking bad. It was like two for 19. Uh, anyway. Benched. Yeah. Uh, yes. For yeah. PJ Walker, who played worse somehow. Um, I was I very think, wrong on cam too, Josh. It's, yeah, it's fine. But it was. And then I was wrong about Joe Mixon. This is more of a yearly thing than a weekly thing. I don't think I necessarily said don't play him. Cause I'm not going to, this man looks good. I, uh, I think he's, He's a top five running back this year, mostly due to injuries, but also because he's just played that well. Um, and then a little weird daily thing that I said was I thought Emmanuel Sanders would do good, and I was wrong about that as well. So I think uh, at the beginning of the year, you know, I think those good games that he had are pretty much gone, at least consistently. He might have a couple breakouts here and there, but Diggs has pretty much gotten out of that little early midseason rut, and he's looked great as well. Then I was wrong about the Eagles as a whole, as we've already kind of talked about. I don't need to touch on that. I was even wrong about Kyle Pitts. I said I assumed he would be yeah, he did week. say it was going to be a breakout. And he did game. not. Uh, so this one's kind of a win, I guess, in a, in a way. But it still hurts, man. Uh, it's a win that feels like a loss. I'm not even done yet. That's the best part. Uh, I was kind of wrong about Odell. Um, no, said, no, 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 no. I, no, no, I said no, kind no, of. no, no. You're dead wrong about of. Odell. I am not accepting that. No, fuck that. I said it was, no one should have wrong. been starting him because he's easily a dud, and he wasn't easily a dud. But it, like, I think you still he should. He lucked the hell out. I agree. I agree. But if anyone played him, I mean, you, you need to see a game under the belt anyway. Like you're not like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm playing Odell. But. Still don't, I still don't even feel good about that game. 
even right. got the one catch for I know, I know, I know. But anyway, uh, I'm looking to right my wrongs this week. So new week, new me, man. Wow, that's a new week, new Josh. It was br- it was brutal, dog. Like that was I was typing it up and I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever typed. So did you even have a right, or you just went straight to wrongs? Like cause you I do have a right. I just right. wanted to do my wrong first because it felt okay. I well, let's get your. Just go to your, no, get, do no, your right. Go ahead. No, I oh, okay. Well, I'll do my right. Um, I it's kind of retreading old ground here, but I just wanted to like reinforce that I was right about Tony Pollard in the offseason. Um, I was laughed at. I was mocked. He looks good. Looks fine. And with Zeke out, um, Tony Pollard on Saturday, uh, Thursday night against the Saints, I think he's going to be able to do some work. And I think it's a nice breath of fresh air for Is that Zeke offense. Out? Is Zeke out? He's not officially out. He okay. practiced full today. But, oh, well, they were saying he was possibly out. So, Well, okay. even if he's limited, I think they did say something along the lines of even when Zeke's in, Pollard's going to have a workload now. So, Which we're is right. how it should, is how it You were right be. about Pollard, man. He looks good. But had he not had a bullshit 100-yard touchdown return, what does he give? It's all, it's all part give? of the game. That's all, all part of the game. You knew that? You called that? I didn't call the. I, I knew that he was athletic enough to do whatever he needed to do. Okay. I love it. Classic Pollard. Classic. All right. I'll, <laughs> I'll do my right since we're on the right still. I just, I had to get that wrong out of the way. It was really somber. Uh, so I was right about the Bills running backs. Um, I'm, I'm really not even happy about this one either. Okay. So quick game here. Name which one, which one is which of the Bills running backs? 18 catches on 26 targets for 166 and a touchdown. Six catches on seven targets for 67 and two touchdowns, and 26 for 33 on 118 and zero touchdowns. This is on the season, yeah. So, Moss Breed is Singletary. Um, I think Moss was the second one, six catches, yeah, and two touchdowns, yeah, because I feel like it against like Miami. Brita one and then Singletary's third. Nope. Actually, Brita is the six for seven with the two touchdowns. And oh. Singletary is the 26 catches uh, on 33 targets for 118 zero touchdowns. And Moss gotcha. is the 18. Yeah. yeah. So basically. Just got those two flip-flops. But oh, yeah. no, no. I mean, it, if, if I were looking at this from the outside in, I would say that uh, Moss would be the one with the least amount of catches and Singletary would be the one with the most touchdowns or something like that. But yeah, it's a... Uh, I just truly believe Zach Moss could be a force if given an efficient workload. He's well, had he about was a healthy scratch last week. A healthy scratch. Thank you. That was literally my next line. I appreciate Suspicious. it. Suspicious. It makes no sense. I, I, how, tell it's me how. It's the second time this year that he's just randomly been a healthy scratch. I don't. Mm-hmm. Tell me how Breed is a better runner. Where there's smoke, there's fire, Joe. That's what we need to. I don't know. So he's averaging. Let's go investigate. Right yeah, we eight, need to. Eight touches per game, which makes no sense to me. Um, never mind that Josh Allen is the actual running back. Pick two and use them throughout the year and give them both 10, 10 touches a game. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not even hard. That's part of the ball game. So I know that Moss needs to work on a few things and his yards per carry are down, but like he's not the garbage that they're treating him like right now. And I really hope he gets out of that team. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. They got some moves to make in this offseason. I think they thought they were like a piece away from winning. And they're multiple pieces away from winning. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll get on to my wrong and I'll just usurp Joe. Um, my <laughs> wrong for this week, I was going to make it Josh, but instead I'll go, I'll just do my uh, old fireball bet that I made last week. I said that a Houston running back would score a touchdown in that game. 
And it was two passing touchdowns from Tyrod, um, one to Brevin Jordan and one to Brandon Cooks. So no running back scored in that game. And I cannot wait to get to my really so we can find out what running back did score in, in that football game. So shot, cheers. Shot, 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 it's shot. 12 straight weeks without taking a fireball shot, ladies and gentlemen. That's the one thing I've done well this year. <laughs> Woof. All right, Joe. All right. My wrong was in relation to Mixon. Um, I was all hyped up on Jamar Chase this week. I thought this is when he busted out of his rut. But he had three fucking catches for 39 fucking yards. Three targets, too. Yeah. Um, This was a T. Higgins game. I mean, they need to get him involved. He's way too talented to get what he has been getting. But I figured Jamar Chase would still get his normal allotment of shots taken. And uh, that was wrong. So I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I mean... What can you do there though? Like there's just, they just honestly like T Higgins and even Tyler Boyd are still great wide receivers. So it's like, yeah. And then you throw Uzama in there and mix and catch and the ball. And it's really, work it's really starting to dry up all these targets. So do you want to hear an interesting, I don't know if it's a fun fact necessarily, but it's definitely interesting. So in the last four games, uh, Tyler Boyd has had two targets, eight targets, two targets, eight targets. No rhyme or reason for why it's done that way, but for some reason, for the last four games, he has. So this week, this next week coming up would be an eight target game. If everything's going to, or no, it'd be a yeah eight target game. If they continue with this trend. So Boyd might be sneaky. Might be a sneaky play. Statistics alone. Some weird pattern. It is suspicious. People do believe in patterns. So um, it's true. Um, Uh, Yeah. It's on the really. On to my really. Um, I, I didn't know how much you were going to touch on in the news. I knew you touched on some of them. So it's just really fantasy gods, like, really going to do this to us. Uh, I, I honestly, before the season even started, you took Akers and Dobbins away in the preseason, right? Whatever. Then Mostert week one. Then King Henry, like, a few weeks later. Now McCaffrey for a second time. Uh, Kamara being a, a good chunk of the year. Chubb and Hunt both for a few weeks. S- seems like you took Aaron Jones's mojo a long time ago. Dalvin Cook's shoulder ligaments. Swifty just died. Debo Samuel's groin and many, many more. That's not even that's not even touching on. I'm just touching on most of the recent ones and then threw and sprinkled in some of the stars. This year almost seems like the team to win the fantasy league is the one that avoided the most serious injury. And it's been a rough one, boys. I don't know. It's a war of attrition. It is. It truly is. It really is. This is where the depth comes into play. This year is going to be the teams that you never would have thought would have won the championship going into the season. They're going to get their dub this year. But that's going to keep them coming back. Dude, I had depth and I just lost three of them in one week. And then not to mention Kamara is still weirdly questionable. I lost my entire team last week. You did too. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying like I literally had Kamara McCaffrey. uh, Well, Kamara has been out McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, Michael Carter the week before, like, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Hurts technically is questionable. Fancy football, man. That's yeah. it. Uh. All right. Well, I'm going to get to my really real quick. And my really is the fucking New York Jets. Fuck this football team, man. It is so difficult to figure out exactly what and how good they're going to be. Zach Wilson looked like total ass in that football game on Sunday. And they won the game. So, sure. Um and then if we uh, this is the most bullshit. So the running back to score for the Jets was not Tevin Coleman, was not Ty Johnson. It was not any other suspicious. It's Austin Walters. Duh. Or, 
Who the fuck is that? You got nine carries. The, the colonel, game. man. The 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 colonel. It just sounds like Austin Walters. <laughs> sounds like a colonel of the U.S. Uh, but yes, this motherfucker comes in and steals a touchdown. And there's nobody that started Austin Walters. If you had him in DFS, you are way better at this than a lot of people. But or you're a complete God, idiot. What what is this shit? Yeah, you probably could. He probably was near damn near free to put in the game. And yeah, he like he like you know how like the minimums like five thousand dollars. Whatever, it's just like zero. Yeah, exactly. Now are the we? Jets, what are the we fuck considering are they picking him up? No, God, no, Joe, stop it. Joe, no. stop this right now. No, we're not considering putting it. Why? Austin You're Walters. not considering Why? picking up any because Jets running back. Because Kevin Coleman had 16 rushes in the game. Austin yeah, Walters yeah, yeah. had nine, and Ty Johnson had six. Walters had like no. 15 touches in that game. Well, okay, with catches involved too, yeah. sure. He didn't. He didn't. I'm looking at it right now. He had one target, zero catches. Garbage. Michael First Carter's of all, only... don't worry about catches. Zach Wilson is a garbage ass quarterback. Not gonna matter who's catching the ball. He sucks. He need that team needs to bench his ass. Put Joe Flacco back in there. Put Josh Johnson in there. Wait Whoa, till Blanco. What about comes Blanco? Back. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. he's still in COVID protocol, so oh, okay. until fair. he gets out, I don't think Blanco is an option. But Zach Wilson, break the protocols. Put Blanco in. Our king, Mickey. So as we're done with right, wrong, really, I want to. I no, we're not. Oh, no, we're, we're not. not. No one really. Oh, my apologies, Joe. I just, we're fine. just trying to gloss over you this whole time. Yeah, you guys just fucking hate me today. I really is Taysom Hill in that dog shit fucking contract. I, I know this came <laughs> out last week. I still can't get over this shit. So forty million over four years for whatever the fuck he does, and if he's the starting quarterback, he can earn up to ninety-five million dollars in four years. Um. I, That's I, really, I don't have a whole lot to say about this other than what the fuck is the deal with Taysom Hill? Does he have a love affair with Peyton? I have to know. They have to write a novel about this after Peyton retires and Hill retires. I need a novel or some sort of Netflix special or something on the relationship between Taysom Hill and Sean Payton. I don't fucking understand it. I actually have, I have a question about this. So, like, let's say I, this. I assume it went into effect when he signed the contract. But he was technically that flex player, role player, or whatever. But now for this week, he's quarterback. Like, let's say next week he goes back to role player. They pull him straight up, and like Simeon's the quarterback. Is it like does he get paid a quarterback salary for that game? Like a fraction of the? Does anyone know? I don't know. I, I literally no one knows. Don't know. Honestly, so I'm 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 stoked for Taysom Hill here. Not not right. Not in general. Not for the future. I just mean for this game. Simeon has been playing like dog shit. I think at least Taysom Hill gets you that mobile quarterback aspect to him. I mean, no, I if, I was, if I was Trayvon Diggs, him. I would be happy with this choice. I've been calling for them to start Taysom Hill this whole time, but this dude, Taysom Hill, in 2019, signed a $16 million contract for two years to do what? Now, as the backup for Breeze, that's fine. He came in, he did, he won. I think he went or three and zero. Actually, played Breeze's absence. He looked all right. So by that mean, yeah, that's whatever. But this dude has made $22 million in his career already doing what? What? Oh, I agree. I don't I don't understand the extension. Dude, I, God damn, I hate it. Because they weren't were they weren't even living didn't they sign that contract like two years ago? Like it was yeah. recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two years for the complete lack of dog shit that Taysom Hill has done for that team. Well, I don't understand. I just don't understand why you're going to sign him to that contract and then not even you weren't even starting him for that game. Like you signed him to that contract 
and obviously you pulled him because you're like, oh, we, we signed him to that contract. We need to we need to put him in over Simeon now. But it's like, why weren't you doing that in the first place? Well, it did oh. come out, I think, today that he has plantar fasciitis or whatever. Fasciitis. And yeah, and he's been playing with that. Yeah. And he just now is he's just now starting to feel like he can actually like that's a serious injury too. That's like that, that shit's no joke. It is, and just I mean, had it. Just had it. <laughs> no, and, I, mean, I mean that's you know where it you is. You got Kamara, you got Michael Thomas before he you know whatever the drama is there. You had Breeze on a big contract. You have Lattimore on a big contract. I'm sure Demario Davis is on a big contract. But aside from those guys, you have so many holes in your team, and you're going to pay this dude this much money in a lost season. I don't understand it. I mean, why why just not pay him, give him some normal contract, and then sign a bunch of players this offseason? I mean, Godwin's going to be a free agent. Mike Williams uh, is going to be a free agent. You've I got know. all these big now, names. Now, the phony? Hey, I would love to see him on the Saints. A-Rob, too. A-Rob, Devontae Adams. You've got all these big names that are free agents at the end of the year. And you're wasting your money on Taysom Hill. Well, and and here's the other problem: Who are they competing with to sign that contract? Who is the other team that would is there come someone in? Someone else that wants them? It, that's that's what I'm saying. Who is out there that would be like, you know what? We're we're missing. We're a Taysom Hill away from being. Did you good see team. Jerry Jones <laughs> just being like, I fucking want Taysom Hill. <laughs> that's another T-shirt right there, man. Yeah. We're a Taysom Hill away. Yeah. Like I don't know who Sean Payton thinks that team is, but it's nobody that I, I has enough money so, i don't think i don't think it's happening anytime soon but like do you think sean payton's getting fired soon like in the next coming years i think if he doesn't figure this out within the next two years i think by then probably i think if he doesn't figure it out by next year i just the only thing i'm saying about this year is i think he needs a, needed a wide receiver and nobody got him one no that's fair I mean, they I mean, assume that's Michael really Thomas what is they were come back, wide, but yeah. that's not Sean. That should not be Sean Payton's job to make sure Michael Thomas is coming back. Like that, that's that, that is technically, you know, if you want to put it on him, that's fine. But the, between the training staff, the GM, the owner of the team, those people are the ones that need to figure that out. That should not all be Sean Payton. He's got a hundred other people to worry about. I guess I'm. I kind of. I'm kind of also forgetting. James. James went down too. I mean, it's not like it's. They they were, I mean, they were a good team before. That happened. Honestly, Jamie's played fine. He's on a very affordable contract. You could totally extend him for half of what you just paid Taysom and have a quality quarterback for the next two years. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Sure. Okay. Uh, Under the no, no, no. Real quick, I want to. I want to bring up uh, our our uh, best ball league because I've been doing really well, and our 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 boys Jarwinism and Nubs have I think been just kind of trading positions over and over again or being close to it they're both at 10 and 2 and 9 and 3 and then our boy ryan Tex at 8 and 4 and then it's oz 8 and 4 as well and then me 7 and 5 and then our, our our best fan uh jay fisher uh he's at 6 and 6 and then you guys are down there somewhere yeah i just won this week my entire team's hurt i don't i had to start an ir player this week because i my bench is I've, I've done it too but league playoffs start next week so it should be pretty interesting um just I just it's just a little bus ball. It's interesting. Yeah, we definitely need to make the benches longer, um, especially with IDP. Had I known involved. everybody was going to be that involved and we were going to get it done that quick, I would have. Well, done that it way. was kind of a last minute adjustment too. But no, honestly, I only have a couple people on IR, so I'm not really hurting too bad. I'm missing I have a couple over people. ten, and I have one, I have a player on my team that retired. <laughs> Who retired? Retired from football. Um, he was on the Cardinals. He used to play for the Tennessee Titans. 
damn, I forgot his name. I have to look it up. But yeah, he he's just retired from football. He's not playing anymore. <laughs> it's and like man, Billy drafted me. Fuck this shit. That's just <laughs> that's just stuck on my bench now. Um, let me see if I can look it up real quick. Um, yeah, I guess we'll get on to the watch after this. Uh, let's see if I can find his name. I can't find him. Have we talked about uh, the Rams settlement at all? We have not. I guess if you want to touch on that real quick. I thought it was pretty underwhelming. Yeah. They were saying up to a bill, and then we settled for 800 mil, which sounds like a lot. But, you know, once lawyer fees go into effect, which is like 25, 30%. Hey, we didn't really get shit for it. And I mean, I'm still, I'm assuming we might still get a team at some point. Like, obviously, we showed interest with the Battle Hawks and with this settlement and whatnot. But I don't know. I mean, I'm a little underwhelmed. I'm not saying that it was bad, but. So how it was explained to me is that they either took this chunk sum up front or they could go to court. And by the time they got done with everything involving court, the settlement would have been not near as much. I don't think so though. I think they, I think they knew they were going to win the Rams. Well, but like they would have, they could have gotten the bill, but then like an appeal and an appeal and an appeal and an appeal. And by the time we actually get the sum of money, it'll have been like 10 years. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But I, I think, the, in my opinion, though, and this wasn't St. Louis's fight to fight, I understand that, but just the discovery process alone was worth way more money than what they got for the city. I, that, that process of getting Roger Goodell on the stand, getting Cronky on the stand, getting evidence from those emails, for example, from Washington, getting anything else that involves this exact thing, getting all that committee to come talk, Jerry Jones, for example, to come talk, that would have been well enough more way more than that would have cost more in for the nfl than that settlement costs they are happy i think to spend that much money oh they were not have to not have to do all the court stuff in january right before the super bowl and that would have strung out for years at that point and it's just not a fight st louis is willing to fight and that kind of that part kind of sucks but i mean 500 mil to the city is pretty good yeah i mean i just hope we use that money correctly but out of our hands, roads, man. We I mean, should build a second arch. <clears throat> Ooh, a bigger. Like I want a bigger arch. The second gateway to the the gateway to the gateway. The gateway to the gateway. Put it right in front of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, over it. it. Yeah, just it's do perfect. it over the river. Over yeah, the half vanilla. Oh, over the river. Be cool. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's like. Some All right, I'll like talk to the city councilman uh, later right. this this week. Oh, you got people. All right, uh, I know some people. Let's get on to the watch. Get us. All right, get us some peeps, Josh. We'll talk about some uh, other people that I might know. We are recording um, this on a Tuesday, just so everybody knows. So obviously, waiver is clear tonight. So hopefully, these people that we're mentioning are not already picked up. But just in case they're not, these are players to watch. There's the disclaimer. Watch. Thanks, Mom. I was literally about to say that. All right, let's get into some people since I got my disclaimer from a mom. Uh, Mr. Mac Jones actually only owned in 20% of leagues, which I was quite surprised to see that. Um, not super consistent, but he is playing better football, and I think this would be the time to snag him. Obviously, he just had a big week, so might be one of those guys that gets souped up with the waiver, uh, waivers because of recency bias. But, um, I mean, he can do well. Uh, he's got a tough schedule with Buffalo twice in Indy, but I'm really interested in that week 15 against Indy. Uh, their past defense has just been hot garbage. So could be like a fill-in or if you just lose someone, because honestly, God forbid. Um, and then is it two a time? Probably not. Uh, he's only owned in 45% of leagues, but 
He does have the New York teams in two of the next three games, so could make for an interesting plug-and-play. I'm not really interested in betting my season on him. Uh, and then our man, the one and only, uh, you're just one Taysom Hill away, uh, 2% of leagues, and this is before waivers, obviously, but I understand this is one's a bit of a stretch, but it could pay dividends if you're in a rough spot. Um, I would, like I said, I'm not banking my season on Taysom, especially. So, um, and then running backs, uh, Mr. Jordan Howard, um, with the hatred of Sanders continuing or the injury, no one knows. Uh, now's the time to go swoop Howard up again. Once again, great schedule coming up. Not going to talk about it too much because, uh, we lose still. Um, but with Sanders banged up and Scott fumbling the game away, um, I feel like that could be an interesting situation. Uh, Boston Scott, here's the flip side of this. If Howard doesn't play this week and with the bye next week, it's very possible. Uh, Scott could be in for a decent workload this week. Uh, also Gainwell, I wouldn't bank that on anything on that, but, uh, if Howard and Sanders are both out, Scott would be a great fill in, especially against the New York jets. So, uh, and Scott for some reason and Howard are the goal linebacks. So for future reference, TDs may come as well. And I got my man, Joe's target here. 0.1% of leagues. We got Kenny Nwangwu. I, I probably butchered it, but I'm trying my best. Uh, it's hard. Cook, Cook is likely out multiple weeks. I don't really know the estimation on that yet, uh, but you never know what could happen here. So um, he could break out and turn this into something special. Uh, that special team's touchdown gave him a little, gave him his points last week, but maybe they just give him a crack, uh, crack at it with Cook out. And I mean, obviously Matt's been fine, but you know, this would be a great dynasty grab for, for sure. Cause if they see a flash here, uh, this might be the next running back in a couple of years. So if you have the patience, uh, and then Dontrell Hilliard, I'm probably late on this one. I, you might not have a chance just cause he w- appears to be that guy for the Titans. Um, although a large play last week got most of his points. So I'm thinking the only chance you have here is he's on a, they're on a buy right now. So people aren't seeing it, but I'm sure people are looking at the waiver reports and stuff. So, uh, but they have to, Realize that they give him a chance here because he looked good. Let me get into wide receivers. Uh, Mr. Juwan Jennings. Uh, I don't know why, but he sounds like a running back to me. And you said it and you're like, this is Billy's guy, by the way. Um, he said it and I was like, San Francisco. Yeah, running back. Sure. But they love playing, pulling players out of nowhere. And with Debo out, um, who knows? He had a couple of impressive plays. I mean, they weren't they weren't super great, but uh, Debo was playing most of the game. So basically going to slide right in. I don't know what, whatever happened to our, uh, our guy who was supposed to be better than Ayuk. Is he just gone Sheffield? I guess so. I don't know. Okay. This is Shan- This is a classic Shanahan. Oh, by the way, John Jefferson is owned in 0.1% of leagues as well. Jennings, but close. Oh, sorry. My bad. I scrolled down already. Um, and then my man, Van Jefferson, I kind of combined them. That's what's going on here. Uh, he's had some struggles, but Stafford appears to like him. And the, the did- fact that he's available is criminal. 42% of leagues makes no sense. Uh, I already said, wow. go pick him up. If you hate Odell, I mean, you should automatically have him. If well, you hate he's Odell. better than Odell. That's what I don't understand. He's the wide receiver two on that team. Well, he's had like seven, seven, nine and eight or something in the last four games. So targets wise. So go pick him up. Cedric Wilson. Cooper's already ruled out week 12. Uh, and I like Wilson to kind of continue what he's done uh, on Thanksgiving. So CD is probably back, Joe. I don't know. He is. Okay. He's I, I knew he had COVID, so I figured he was back. But no, it was, actually it was a concussion. It wasn't COVID. Was it? Oh, that one was concussion. Dude, yeah. honestly, there's so much COVID going around. It's so tough. Uh, LeBron's got COVID right now. But whatever. He does. Uh, but Cedric Wilson, 15% of leagues. Um, I'd like to see him get some work against the Saints secondary. Um, you know, they're terrible. So, And then Josh Reynolds, which a lot of, a lot of Jays here. Um, it's 0.3% of leagues, and it's the Lions. I get it. But, you know. 
Goff likes the guy. He has some chemistry there um, and came in and immediately was the favorite. So could be a great bench stash for maybe week 16 to see if it pans out uh, over the next few weeks because they got a couple of tough games, but they do play Atlanta week 16, which could be a championship. And man, with injuries and things piling up, could be interesting. And I don't know why this man's back on this list again. Gerald Everett, 5% of leagues. Not sure why no one owns this guy, but he, he's been gr- pretty great the last three weeks. He's gone 14, 16, 14 in fantasy points, PPR. Uh, been a lot of tight ends that people are starting that are doing way worse. I think he's worth the roster slot. Um, and then Cole met. we already talked about him as well. I get why he's not really owned that much, but I think he should be at the very least. I'm sure your backup's worse. Uh, 13% of leagues, uh, very similar to Everett, kind of four, gone 14, 2, and 14 in, in, or in PPR um, the last three weeks, but 11 targets last game. And I, I think this is where, I don't know if Jimmy Graham's injured or if they're just finally using Komet right. I just feel like they're going to unleash him soon and uh, could be a great stash as well because uh, Green Bay, Minnesota, Seattle in weeks 14, 15, and 16. No good defenses. And then Mr. O'Doyle rules Jack Doyle. Somehow only owned in 1% of leagues, which kind of shocked me, but uh, Wentz, is, Wentz is back to throw into his tight ends, apparently. Um, Doyle hasn't done much before this last week, but uh, Sneakly has five targets in each of his last three games. So they're playing Houston next week. I mean, easy matchup if you need a plug and play. If you get someone out on a buyer, you know, someone, one of your players died. And that's the watch. That's what I got. Nice. It was a good watch, especially going if, into the end of the season. I love the I Josh think, Reynolds pickup. I mean, he he really did look good in that game. I mean, granted, Kendall Vilder didn't play. I don't know who we had guarding him, but yeah, it wasn't I, I just, anyone good. I don't think you want to start him right away. I think you want to see a couple weeks, but like I said, I think they play Atlanta, what, week 15 or 16? And it's just like if he has two good weeks or even decent weeks and they go out and play Atlanta, I mean – Put him in, man. I mean, you you might have some struggles with injuries, or I guess buys are over by then. But still, I mean, you got to pick up what you can. These are all people you could probably pick up afterwards too, and go pick them up on the waiver wire when you have an out, and you're just like, who should I find? Mm-hmm. All right, Joe. That's a good song. Some daily plays. We're getting the daily corner, huh? Sure, so daily Sean corner. Man. I won some money team. last week. I was pretty happy with my lineup. Yeah, I lost like I did everything. I, I got to make you more drunken lineups. That Ain't that the truth? Be, I'll take that. Seems to be day. good. All right, so my start of the week this week, a uh, little bit risky, but uh, I'm going to tell you why I like it. So DeAndre Hopkins gets Chicago this week. He's at 6,200. Um, they're going to move him around. He plays on the left side enough that he is going to avoid Jalen Johnson and whatever trash we put out there at uh, at the other cornerback slot is not going to be able to stop DeAndre Hopkins. He's finally healthy. I believe he's playing this week. Uh, again, it's Tuesday, so I don't have it for sure yet, but all signs point to it. Kyler should be back this week as well. I love Hopkins this week, and 6,200 is the cheapest I've ever seen DeAndre Hopkins in a game that he is supposed to be playing in. So get him on your team. It looks awesome. Um, at quarterback this week, uh, Derek Carr versus Washington – it might be my favorite play of the week here. Um, we just saw Russell was trying the deep balls against Washington yesterday. Did not play out. But <laughs> Derek Carr loves the deep ball. And now he has Deshaun Jackson, who 
kind of stepped right up. It's Renfro and Jackson now that Waller's out. So I think uh, Jackson gets a couple deep balls on this one. I like Derek Carr a lot. Carson Wentz at 6,100 versus Houston. Um, Houston's defense has been playing, eh, kind of all right. But Carson Wentz is on fire. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched that game against Tampa Bay last week, but the dude looks really good. Really like Carson Wentz this week. Dak Prescott at 7,100 versus New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans defense used to be really good at quarterback and wide re- against quarterbacks and wide receivers. That is no longer the case these last couple weeks. And Dak gets lamb back. Cooper's out, but uh, he's got Gallup. He's got Schultz. He's got Pollard. Maybe Zeke. So start him up. Fun fact, if Taysom Hill starts, he is $5,000 versus Dallas as well. So if you want to play that Thursday game, 5000 for a starting quarterback is a pretty good deal on that one. Um, at running back, Mr. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, broken finger, caught a bunch of balls. And uh, with Michael Hasty out, Seattle gives up the most receiving yards and catches to running backs. Um, we saw McKissick and Gibson. Yes, Josh. And Keelan Cole is uh, on the reserve COVID-19 list. Yes. So Elijah Mitchell is 6,000. Get him in your lineup. Uh, Alex Madison with cookout against Detroit. Chicago is the only team that can't run against Detroit, apparently. So get Alexander Madison in your lineups. Uh, Antonio Gibson looked awesome last night, and now he gets Las Vegas, who is reeling uh, against running backs. So he's 5,700. Jamal Williams gets a start. I assume Swift is not playing this week, and he gets Minnesota. So that could be a fun little stack right there. Get Madison and Jamal Williams in your lineup. That'd be kind of interesting. Um, Jonathan Taylor at 9,200. I don't normally put high-priced players on this. I try to look for more of the value. But he gets Houston this week, and I think Jonathan Taylor is going to roll. I mean, he looked really good against Tampa Bay. They didn't use him for whatever reason against Tampa Bay. But uh, he's going to get right against Houston here. Uh, Wide receiver, we already talked about Josh Reynolds, 3,400 versus Minnesota. That is a hell of a price for someone that should get five or six targets at least in a game. Michael Pittman, 5,700 versus Houston. I already talked about how much I like Wentz and Taylor. I like Pittman a lot. So you could put Wentz, Pittman, and Taylor in your lineup and bring it back with Brandon Cooks. I think that would be a pretty sweet stack right there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins at 62. Uh, Antonio Brown, 5,400 versus Atlanta. He's going to be back this week, and I think Brady's going to go work overtime trying to get him reacclimated into the offense. So I'm fading Evans. I'm fading Godwin. But I love Antonio Brown at that price point. And Jalen, wide receiver one, Waddle at 6,400 versus the Giants. Giants, not a good defense. Jalen Waddle's been catching everything thrown his way, and he gets a lot of stuff thrown his way. So get him in your lineup as well. Uh, Gronk, 5,300. Like I said with Antonio Brown, Brady's working overtime to get these guys ready for the playoffs. Gronk looks awesome, and he gets Atlanta this week. Kittle at 5,900 versus Seattle. I love it. We got Debo out. Uh, so it's going to be Aik and Kittle through the air with a little bit of Mitchell. And my last one, and probably the guy I have in my lineups the most this week, is Logan Thomas at 4K versus Las Vegas. Las Vegas is not great against the tight end, and Logan Thomas looked really good on Monday night with his first game back. Uh, a sneaky start this week, Juwan Jennings, if you really want to get ballsy. With Debo out, he is the wide receiver too, and he's only 3,100. So. If you're in a tournament and you put Josh Reynolds and Juwan Jennings in there, you can pack a lot of firepower into that lineup. Um, Defense, Cardinals against the Bears, 3,400. Do it. Don't even ask questions about it. Pair him with James Conner, and you'll be very happy. 
Um, my favorite lineup for the week this week. Um, I got Patrick Mahomes, Elijah Mitchell, Antonio Gibson, CD Lamb, Antonio Brown, Josh Reynolds, Logan Thomas, Alexander Madison, and the Cardinals defense. That lineup, I love it. That thing's freaking stacked. So nice. Make that same lineup. Throw it in a 50-50. You'll probably make some money. Sounds good. Sounds a good lineup. I was just trying to help with the Keelan Cole thing. I just saw the news, so I'm just trying to help. What, is the, what did that have to do with Eli Mitchell? They're not even on the same team. Oh. Are you thinking of Elijah Moore? And yep. that's where you, yeah, sure see, was. Sure this is was. a typical Josh move here. Typical Josh. That's move. why After last week, honestly, like, what does that maybe, have to do with anything? Maybe I need to go back to typical Josh moves because that's whenever I was good at fantasy football. Yeah, I guess that's that's. True. I feel good now. This is going to be a good week now. I'm positive. You're getting older and older every day, man. Dude, do you see Let's the grace? Oh, that's you. Never mind. You got to change what's up. Hey, I got gray sideburns, man. They're coming nice, in. Dude, dude 30, yeah. man. It's weird. Yeah, it's a bitch. All right, Joe. Get us out of here. I'm 31 now, Josh. Oh, my bad. You did. I was I was wondering what you were doing there, man. Yeah, my I hips started hurt. randomly hurting today out of nowhere. Oh, I was so. just standing there Huge. and my hips. Se- man. Second I turned 30, literally, like, month after month, there was a new injury. It's fucking weird. Jesus. Wild. So, guys, hope you enjoyed part one. Follow us everywhere. Subscribe everywhere. Shout us out everywhere. Talk to us. Give us some shit. We will answer questions for you. We are your friends. We are your possums. We are a family. I don't know what they call possums in a group. Probably like a a herd or some shit. I don't know. But uh, I'll look that up for the future. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. What is a group of possums called? Uh, But anyway. What is a group it? of possums is called a passel. A passel. Let's get this passel rolling to the championships, baby. Passel of possums. Passel possums. Big old passel.